Hey, what's good, LBK? Robert Jenkins here, coming with the Focus LBK podcast. We are at the Patterson Library, and on behalf of my brother Cambrell, I want to say welcome. We got a pretty nice show for y'all today. We're going to be talking to three distinguished gentlemen from the community that are out there doing some, some worthwhile stuff. One of those things that they're doing is the Kwanzaa celebration that's coming up on Saturday, February 3rd, 2024, of course, 6 to 9 p.m., and it's going to be at May Simmons Community Center. And I ain't even going to tell you the address on that because if you don't know, well, you just don't know. Nah. <laughs> I can't believe nobody in love. You, you yeah. got to know. That's why. You got to know. Simmons. Bro, how was your week so far, man? Everything good? Sure. Great. Oh, yeah? yeah. You might want to, can you give me a little more? Here. Hello, yeah. hello, hello. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Keep going. Keep going. <clears throat> hello, hello. All right, hello, all right. Hello. That Barry White. That Barry White. Don't do that, man. It might be some some ladies watching, man. Get some baby people in trouble up in here. Yeah. So, Lubbock, as I was saying earlier, we have three distinguished gentlemen in uh, from the community uh, in with us today, and they're going to talk about their Kwanzaa celebration. We got Mr. Sean Harris, we got Mr. Leon Williams, and Mr. Will Green. All three of these gentlemen I've seen around, working hard, doing all various things in the communities. Uh, Starting on the end. Mr. Harris, would you mind uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself and pull that mic up real close, talking to it kind of like I am right there. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, first of all, say thanks for this opportunity to come together and uh, just to share a little bit um, about what we're trying to do as far as for the, the Kwanzaa celebration. Um, I am Sean Harris. Uh, I am a native of Lubbock, Texas, um, born here, raised here, haven't always lived here. But uh, I've been here for the last uh, 20 years. Um, just grateful for this opportunity. Um, I am a graduate of the, of the proud Dunbar High School, class of 82. Um, just grateful for the opportunity to be able to share just a little bit about the journey. Um, as far as for me... Um, and if you don't mind, pull that mic up even closer. Get about... Three fingers from it. Yeah. Okay, is that better? Now you sound All good. right, yeah. all right. Thank you, thank you. Um, as I mentioned, I, I am a native of Lubbock. Um, a proud, proud husband of the uh, first lady. I say first lady, a proud city councilwoman, Sheila Patterson Harris. Uh, the the um, the son-in-law of the uh, the legendary T.J. Patterson, the uh, former editor of the Southwest Digest. Um, Again, just grateful for this opportunity to be able to come to share some information about what we're trying to do. Uh, And it's not about me, it's about the community. Um, We, although we're we're, um, launching this inaugural Kwanzaa celebration, we will um, be implementing some some of the the, uh, various um, terms associated with Kwanzaa, and, and I'll let the other brothers speak a little bit more about it, but again, just um, thank you for this opportunity, and uh, I'll pass it on now. Thank you. Thank you for being on the show. Yes, Mr. Mr. Williams. Good morning, everyone. Uh, beloved community. My name is uh, James Leon Williams. Uh, everybody knows me by Leon, my middle name. Um, I didn't grow up in Lubbock, Texas. I moved here in 1980 from Washington, D.C. So while I'm not from East Lubbock, I'm from East D.C. <laughs> All right. And uh, so we will get into the details of the Kwanzaa celebration, but we're very uh, anxious and very excited 
uh, about this upcoming event and hope that the beloved community will respond and it will resonate with them. Mm -hmm. Mr. Williams, aren't you a, a teacher at Dunbar? I'm not a teacher, but I'm educated with Lubbock ISD. I'm a counseling specialist with the Lubbock Independent School District. And at one time I did work at uh, what was called Dunbar Strugs, uh, but it's a disciplinary alternative educational program that was called Project Intercept at one time. Now it's called Priority Intervention Academy. Thank you. And uh, Mr. Green, please tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes, sir. Good morning, family. And pull that mic up, too. Pull it right up on you. Get about okay, two. Okay, once again, good morning, family. Uh, my name is Wilford Green, known as Will. And I am not from Lubbock. I am originally from New York City. I've been here all of one year, exactly. Uh, came here January 6th of last year. Today is the 13th, so one year and seven days. <laughs> what brought you to uh, Lubbock, Texas, uh, USA? A job opportunity. A job opportunity. I have a background in IT. I've been in, working in IT uh, over 20 years, uh, doing systems analysis, programming, things of that nature. And uh, I've been out of the industry for quite a while, but in coming back, I transitioned into the cybersecurity area. So I um, met a gentleman at a conference, you know, asked my resume, and you know, you never think your resume is going to go anywhere, but here I am. Yeah. Uh, Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, you, you wonder why God put you in certain places, you know, and I've asked yeah. God, you know, why Lubbock? Why Lubbock? But you know, God has plans for us, you know, and that's one of the um, principles of this Kwanzaa event that we're pushing. And my brother said that we're trying to do, I said that we're going to do. Exactly. You know, because when God gives it to you, failure is not an option. Because exactly. that's not our vision, it's God's vision that he impels upon us. Um, so one of my purposes here, as far as God, was to contribute to this Kwanzaa event and help get this off the ground. So we're excited about it. Uh, we're looking forward to it, and we're inviting everyone in Lubbock to come out uh, because it, it is about community and family. It's not a, a celebration against Christmas or anything of that nature, what people may think, but it's about family and community and the seven principles of Nguzo Saba. Mm -hmm. okay. uh, Leon, if you don't mind, tell us a little bit about this um for people that may be unaware, touch on what Kwanzaa is okay. and maybe the seven principles and then what is this event going to be? Okay. Well, um, and, and, and everybody else feel free to chime in. Yeah, okay. we'll share. For sure. <laughs> um, Kwanzaa was originated by a professor named Dr. Morlana Karenga, uh, known as Ron Karenga um, in California. And he uh, crafted this celebration in the mid 1960s. And if you do your timeline, you, you know, that was right around the same time that the Civil Rights Act yes. was coming into uh, fruition and uh, just somewhat at the end of the civil rights struggle. Um, it was a very focused celebration uh, and Afrocentric uh, specifically. Uh, Dr. Kringer traveled in Africa extensively and in his observations of the tribal traditions uh, where he traveled, he crafted this celebration around those celebrations. Um, and it, it's, it's Kwanzaa specifically speaks to celebrating the first fruits of the harvest. Um, so it's a Thanksgiving um, celebration, if you will. Um, he set it up to be celebrated just after Christmas. So it, it, it technically runs from December 26th to January 1st. 
and each day you have a principal uh, under what's called the Nguzu Saba, which is Swahili for the seven principles. Um, and you have a principle each day. You focus and reflect on that principle, and you light a candle as a visual symbol of that principle. And I'll let uh, Brother Green, Brother Green has uh, been involved in uh, very formal celebrations in New York, so he can even speak to more detail. Yeah, actually, we just completed a Kwanzaa celebration in Brooklyn at one of the uh, community centers out there, the Prince Joshua Vito Community Center in East New York. Uh, and it, it was... It, it went over very well. You know, the community was, it was well accepted, uh, received by the community. We had uh, drummers, politicians, speakers, dancers, vendors. Um, and because of the holidays, though, we had to double up on our principles someday. So it was actually a five-day celebration where we spoke about all seven principles. Now, I find it very interesting that we're having this podcast this particular weekend, on MLK weekend, where, as you all know, Dr. King... He, one of his, one of the backbones of his ministry, I'll say, was unity. Unity being the first principle of Kwanzaa, Umoja. Um, and if you look at Dr. King and his, his teachings, you know, a lot of the principles of Kwanzaa falls within what he practiced, what he preached. You know, Umoja, unity, uh, self-determination, uh, everything about community, corporate economics, community responsibilities, and uh, things of that nature, faith, creativity. It all lines up with Dr. King's teachings, uh, and I think we'll all agree on, upon that. Um, and, of course, faith, you know, him being a man of the cloth. So this particular weekend, having this podcast is, is, is I think, vital, it's, it's uh, important that we get the word out. It's important that the community comes out and celebrate. And like I said, it's about community. Regardless of your ethnicity, your background, it's about family and community. And this is what we're stressing for this community, for this Kwanzaa. Hmm. <clears throat> you know, I also think that um, one of the interesting things about this podcast and about the, the location, it's always, it strikes me how... Um, fitting it is to be doing a podcast with focused on the community at the Patterson library. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Cause to me, that's the legacy right there is when you, I said somewhere, I think in an article I wrote on the, on the, on the, on the website about how TJ Patterson's legacy echoes around in the places where he called home. And it's little places like this that exist because of things that he did. You know what I'm saying? Amen. And, and then to see yeah. where, of course we are on Dr. King's weekend, uh, leading up to the celebration there and for me looking at some of his legacy uh, the whole show today is going to be about listening to, to some of dr king's actual words because a lot of people i gotta take this out because i see you can't hear me i don't know how loud i'm talking oh, no, I can't. oh everybody good yeah. yes sir yeah. so um we we talk about dr king and everybody's familiar with i have a dream but then the man said so much more yes. that nobody yes. ever, yes. They, don't, they, they don't want you to look over there and see yes. that. Yes, sir. That, that's kind of, a, uh, kind of a tangent, I guess. But um, back to the, the Kwanzaa deal, I think it, it, it all plays into a whole big um, cycle of things that are just, they're akin to each other and related to each other. And they all kind of feed into the same um, concept and the same direction. The same yeah. lifestyle, mm -hmm. same lifestyle that we're, we're working towards. Uh, the, the principles, you know, like my brother Leon said, 
Kwanzaa itself goes from the 26th of December to the 1st of January. But there are principles that we, sh we should be practicing 365 days a year. Right. You know, unity, um, cooperative economics, you know, creativity. Look, at going back, back in the day, look how creative your mother was when yeah. it's time for breakfast or yeah. something. And mm -hmm. how many of us grew up having syrup and biscuits for breakfast? Amen. Mm -hmm. I still do today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I still do today. <laughs> and, and, and a glass of milk. And thank God at the tender age of 71, <laughs> milk doesn't affect me. Like I still yet. love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wish I could say the same for myself. <laughs> I had to switch over to some of that almond milk. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. Um, sir, do you well, have what, what, I, what I'd like to... Um, also emphasize with this um, this inaugural celebration of Kwanzaa that's going to be coming up on February the 3rd. Uh, I think that it's important that um, particularly the African-American community realize where we're at at this junction in the society and the world we live in today. And I think that each and every principle that is entailed in Kwanzaa is something that we need to, desperately need to connect with today with regards to looking what where our destiny is going to take us. Um, I, I was just referring back to what Brother Will was referring to, the principles, and the, the principle of Kujijakalia, um, self-determination. And um, we live in a society right now where everybody is trying to determine our destination but us. Amen. Yeah, that's right. And uh, it is imperative. It is imperative that we come back to the celebration of principles and ideas and philosophies that Dr. Karenga right. um, initiated that, that gave us a sense of belonging. It gave us a sense of appreciation of the journey that each and every one of us have to travel. Uh, I think back, uh, and I'll be doing the, the presentation on Kujijakalia self-determination mm -hmm. for the Kwanzaa celebration, and it is imperative that we look back over every successful African-American community that has come forth thus far. I'll refer to one. Look at the great Black Wall Street in Tulsa. It was because of self-determination that it rose to the status that it accomplished. We have to, we have to become self-determined. We have to, to be determined to, to look back in order to go forward. And I think that uh, if we apply the principles of Kwanzaa to our community, to our family, to our culture right now, that could be the impeding, that could remove the impeding force that is preventing us from going forward. Mm. Thank you. You know what's uh, you know what's really interesting too. You were talking about you have to look back to go forward. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. I just did a video for the city of Lubbock, and it's on it's on this website as well. It's about Dr. Martin Luther King. Um, one of my one of those different speeches that nobody probably heard, and he's saying the exact same th same thing. You got to look back to our traditional values in order to move forward. So I just I find that. Um, I, I would say hilarious how God just keeps hitting them same things, those same themes over and over again. So I like I to say fortuitous. There's a term for that looking backward to move forward, and it's called Sankofa. Sankofa, ah. And if you look at the Sankofa bird, if you look at the Sankofa bird, it's facing forward, his feet are facing forward, but he's looking back. 
because you have to remember oh, that's where you've been and all the things that you've been through as a people. Mm -hmm. uh, my brother, he's doing stuff, uh, Kuchijakalia. But one of the things about Kuchijakalia is that it's about ourselves, you know, self-determination, talking about naming ourselves, speaking for ourselves, creating for ourselves, things of that nature. Uh, I think it's Reverend Al Shopton some years ago in one of his speeches, he talked about how we're not thugs, we're not thieves, we're not hoodlums, you know. We are doctors, we're lawyers, we're architects, we're astronauts, you know. But unfortunately, our children don't see us as that because they're taught by our oppressor. And, and all those negative images of us being lazy and shiftless, furthest thing from the truth, furthest thing from the truth. You know? hmm. I want to say, thinking about that Sankofa principle, how powerful and important it is. Um, we see forces in, in the larger society now pushing back on that with the anti-critical uh, race theory, hmm. with the anti-woke mentality. Just the opposite of where our community needs to be. We need to push back hard on that um, and be woke. It's very important that we be woke. And that's what the Sankofa principle is about, being woke. Mm. What uh, Describe for us what will this Kwanzaa celebration be? What, what can we expect when we walk in? What are we going to do? What are we going to see? What's going to happen? We, we plan a range of activities, uh, and a lot will be entertaining. But when we're talking about the principles, we'll probably be more focused on um, the uh, uh, important, serious aspects of what's going on in our community. And I'm so thankful for Brother Sean uh, and his uh, emphasis just now. And uh, th that's because, again, uh, we need to be woke. I, I don't know how else to describe it. Uh, mm -hmm. And so that means being conscious of what's happening to us mm -hmm. from outside of our community and what's happening within our community so we can make those necessary changes for the betterment of the community. Mm -hmm. uh, so we want to speak to that, but we will have singers. We hope to have drummers, dancers in particular, and uh, storytellers. Uh, anybody wants to do spoken word, we haven't identified anybody on a spoken word piece at this moment, but we would encourage that. Uh, we know somebody. <laughs> fantastic. Fantastic. Get his name. Um, Get his name. Yeah, <laughs> fantastic. So we want to uh, make it lively and make it fun. We don't want to make it where it's just uh, us talking to people. Um, mm -hmm. And, and but we do want it to be educational. Okay, yeah. so will there be vendors? Are we? I'm just I'm just trying to get an idea of. We are having. We do expect some vendors to be there. Uh, we're still there's a lot of aspects of this that we're still working out. Right. Um, the past holidays it kind of slowed us up a little bit, but mm -hmm. this week we're really hitting the ground, running and doing a lot of stuff. Uh, as far as the focus on this Kwanzaa event, I think we'll all agree it's to bring the community together. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. bring the community together I think, and I think that's needed like greatly mm -hmm. so I'm excited <laughs> I'm excited yeah. you do spoken word that's a yes Some, somewhat yeah <laughs> well, okay. well he's that's a hip hop artist and I'm yeah. a I'm a spoken word slash hip hop artist so. it sounds it more is. traditional spoken yes, word yeah, okay. yeah. so I might be able to I don't know. We we'll we'll see. We'll have to we'll okay. discuss it. You, you heard it here, Lubbock. Yes, <laughs> I, I, I like I like to say this here. Um, I think this is just a testament to to where we are as a um, a, a group of people with regards to having the Creator in the center of our endeavors and our efforts each and every day. The more and more people that are made aware of this upcoming celebration, mm -hmm. we're we're discovering hidden talents mm -hmm. 
we're, we're discovering the value that lies within us. And, and the creator is constantly putting people in connection with each other because believe me, we all have a, 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 a word to share, an experience to share. And I think that it's, it's, it's very important, it's vitally important that in order for our younger generation to realize their significance, they have to hear it from people like us. And, um, and I, I'm just grateful for that. I, I was reading over something that uh, uh, this past week that I think that, that we as a people need to address. And it's talking about the levels of competency. The levels of competency. There is blatant unconsciousness, incompetency. There is certain certain aspects of that that we as a people right now are stuck in and that's another reason that we're bringing this Kwanzaa celebration so that we can revitalize we uh, re reawaken a period of reawakening the powers that lies within us and uh it, it's going it's going to be a, a something to 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 really look forward to and I, I'm 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 really excited about it um and more so I'm I'm excited about what's to come after this because um you know, as, as my father-in-law used to say, it's small fibers, or f small threads woven together mm -hmm. that create mighty strong ropes. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. Small fibers woven together, and each, each and every one of us bring a, a fiber to the table that is woven together that's going to be necessary to be able to pull our people to a level of consciousness. Mm. Yeah, I, I I totally agree with the, um, there are some troubling things within the community that, like you said, uh, core competencies, you, you're coming from D.C. And I was, uh, I lived up in D.C. and Baltimore and, you know, the whole DMV, various places for uh, about 12 years, I guess, 12, okay. 14 years. Just got here from there. And um, one of the things that's, particularly troubling those Baltimore schools. I think I just saw an article not too long ago. It said something to the effect of, I think it was like not one Baltimore school has, uh, there was not one student that was competent at grade level in like math, reading, you have core skills. <laughs> That's the kind of stuff that keeps me up at night. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of stuff that I worry about. Mm -hmm. You talking about woke. That's the kind of stuff to keep me woke. Yeah. I'm like, how is it that you have a whole school district and nobody is, reads at grade level? And, and speaking to that real quick, uh, because unfortunately, I, I call it anti-intellectualism mm -hmm. that I see with our, too many of our young people. And they don't see the need in developing this computer up here. Yep. Um, our forefathers emphasize that greatly mm -hmm. um, and, and they didn't even have a clear pathway to use it my, my parents are graduates of historical black colleges and um, um, we established our own educational system in this country when we were excluded from the mainstream from, in, from integration with the uh, whites mm -hmm. and so uh, you know, we have a whole legacy and history of the value of education 
And I'm scared that this younger generation doesn't see the value in education. I really don't. And so it's really troubling for me. And I think, again, that ties back into being woke. Mm-hmm. Uh, once upon a time, as a slave, you couldn't be allowed to read. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now I talk to so many young people, I don't like to read. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. That, that I cringe when I hear it. And mm-hmm. it's like um, they, they, they're not being um, encouraged to push past it. I mean, they are in, in the schoolhouse. I mean, I, I work with teachers and, and we're almost begging young people to, to put forth their best. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but there seems to be in the larger society, uh, larger community, this anti-intellectualism. And so I'm glad you spoke to that, Brother Sean. Um, I think that's something that needs to be addressed. Mm-hmm. One thing uh, with people that I've heard is the uh, reading comprehension. So the fact that they don't like to read is because they feel like like they can read the words and all that, but as far as comprehending what they just read, they tell me it's like, well, I, it's like I, it just doesn't make sense to me. So I think that's something too in the community that needs to be addressed is a person's reading comprehension level. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you, I mean, you can read every word in the dictionary, know the correct pronunciation and the etymology of it and all that. But if you don't actually know what you just read, if, if something's going on, like it's a it's a disconnect, and I feel like it's a disconnect between the generations in our community. Just like what you're saying, all this beautiful, valuable information that's passed down, like it's not it's not getting there. And like what you're saying, like a lot of the youth are refusing to even open their ear to it, man. It's like I'm old dude. It's kind of like even with music, like rap, like you singers can be at any age. And continue to tour and do which still is some older rappers doing it but you have to change the message i think like once you get to a certain age there's certain things that you don't <laughs> like that's for the kids let them have that yeah. lane let the young men mm-hmm. do that but it's like now i'm 45 right so i feel like i have a lot to say about my 45 years that the most high has blessed me to be here and see and still be relevant in and try to be relevant in the community and I, I just like I say, saying all this to say that it's a privilege to all at any time when I'm um, in the um, amongst elders in the community that are still active and still trying to bridge those gaps of, of education and communication and faith and everything. Like it's a lot that's missing, like my brother was saying, in the community that is on us. Like, it's on us, my generation. Like, we were the ones 20 years ago running around here hard heads, you know what I mean? In the Southwest Digest, because I remember they said that section in there where if you were in trouble, <laughs> yeah, 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 you were in there, you know what I mean? So, I mean, it, it is what it is, though, you know, and I, I remember, yeah, I, but I remember the camaraderie camaraderie in the neighborhood, like when, uh, what's the, the center that was up here? Uh, George Woods. George Woods, yes, like when we had the pool yes, sir. and mm-hmm. all that to go mm-hmm. to right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, when uh, Theodore Fee Boys, Boys Club, Club yes, was sir. jumping, like it was, you know what I mean? Yes, like it was, mm-hmm. it was a, a point where I could remember early elementary where we could just walk around the street, play football, basketball yes, all sir. day. It wasn't, and then I remember when the games came, where mm-hmm. certain streets you didn't walk down because it's gonna be some trouble. Because at that time, I guess it was like a recruiting stage. Mm. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? They going to pull you in. You see, that's that disconnect you're talking about. And that disconnect in, in the school system, when you talk about community, you got to realize that our educational system encompasses the school and home and the community. 
the things that you experience out in the streets, the things that you've been subjected to. Um, and unfortunately, nowadays, you have a lot of single-parent households, mostly women, because of the, the prison industrial system, you know, taking our brothers off the street for whatever reasons, you know, nonsense, and locking them up. So you have these single-parent homes. The kids, schools, are, the schools have become babysitting services, you know, um, I taught high school in New York for two years, you know, when I was, wasn't doing the IT thing. And um, the parents would come in, parent-teacher's night, you know, wonder why little Johnny's failing, mm -hmm. you know. So I, wouldn't, I just turned my monitor around and showed him all the red marks. Well, I see him doing his homework, but do you know what he's doing? Mm -hmm. Are you checking his homework? Mm -hmm. Is he doing his homework? Right. Mm -hmm. Or is he playing video games? Do you really mm -hmm. know what he's doing? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I work, I'm tired. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you still have to make that sacrifice. You're a single parent. Mm -hmm. Parent, whether you're single or yeah. not, mm -hmm. you still have responsibility towards that kid's future and their development. So, and I ask them point blank, you know, would you pass your kid? Seeing all those red marks? And they get quiet. Mm -hmm. no. Yeah. I'd like so, to add, add something to that. I mean, jump in. Mm -hmm. But just to, um, I think that there is a... Um, a disconnect with regards to how our, our young people today are able to understand the um, the totality of the process, if I can use that word. Um, a prime example, we, we have kids today don't have any idea about the political process, about, you know, we, we always say you need to vote, 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 vote. Well, yeah. for in a lot of cases, kids don't understand the process of what a, the importance of a vote. And a lot of times, uh, and I think that that uh, we we can actually serve as a bridge um, to give them a better understanding of the role that they can play in determining the destiny of this country. Prime example, you know, if you ask most kids today, what does the word filibustering mean? Probably would draw a blank just like it is now. Mm -hmm. But when you give them, when you, when, you take, when you take that same word and say, you remember when mama was about to spank you and you mm -hmm. were trying to convince mama, no, mama, don't whoop, don't whoop me, don't whoop me. That's filibustering. filibustering. So when, she whipped you, you anyhow. She, she got, you got the whooping that you deserve, but the point of the matter was that we have to find ways to engage our children in the language mm -hmm. And the etymology or the evolution of the process today. Yeah, that's funny. I was reading uh, Carter G. Woodson's uh, Miseducation of the, of the Negro. The Negro. Yeah, yeah. Rereading it because I read it in, in high school. And then you, you think you know what it says. But then I realized that was, I was, ain't no telling how long. That was 30 something years ago, you know. And uh, so I reread it. And he was talking on, talking about that exact same process about how it's necessary to kind of, he said, yeah, a white teacher can probably teach us, especially if it's, you know, stuff like math and stuff like that. But he was basically saying that there were some characteristics about black teachers having affinity with the students. They could probably be more effective teachers. And part of me looks at that and says, yeah, I see both sides of it. But then again, if you say stuff like that, what it is is having the same kind of background as your students, I guess, so that yeah. you can better empathize with them and sympathize with them and also speak right. their language, so to speak. Yeah. And, and here's the reality. Uh, most of the teachers in the Lubbock Independent School District and, and all the surrounding school yeah. districts are uh, white. Yeah. Uh, that's the hand dealt us. We've still got to prevail. Mm -hmm. 
And I would challenge our young people. I mean, they're on social media all the time. There's so many uh, uh, Afrocentric, black-oriented mm-hmm. uh, educational pieces on YouTube. Mm-hmm. If you look for them, yeah. they're there. Yeah. And uh, I bet you could pull up Carter G. Woodson mm-hmm. and find a whole piece sure. yeah, on sure. Carter G. They Woodson. have the audio book on yeah. YouTube. There right? you so go. It's, so, I, so, uh, yeah. There's no excuse not to read when it can be read to you. I love somebody. So a big part of the Kwanzaa uh, celebration is empowering mm-hmm. our, our young people and, and adults as well as young people to uh, – Get woke. I'm going to keep coming back to, but, to that. But see, Mr. Mr. get woke, you got to read. Yeah, well, I keep going that, back that's to, the whole point. Well, I keep going that's back the point I'm trying to make. You know, back in the day, was, was the slogan, reading is fundamental. Yeah. You got to know how to read. And Big Rude from Outcast said, reading is fundamental. Yeah. Reading is fun. Mm-hmm. Understanding is fundamental. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I totally agree with that. Looking at uh, Frederick Douglass, you talking about the quality of education today. Frederick Douglass, as everybody knows, was educated through his own efforts largely after he was taught how to read by one of his so-called mistresses or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh Then he learned on the shipyards, reading the boards and stuff like that. And when you read his autobiography, Mm -hmm. the the way that his command of the language, you don't even see that in professors nowadays. Right. And I I wondered that when I was reading it in in 92 or something like that. Like, how how is this man self-educated, right like the founding fathers? Mm -hmm. And then I know people today that's grown and have degrees that can't write like that. Right. Like, and, and, and I want to point out, here we are in the Patterson Library. We have books, tons of books right here in this library mm-hmm. that, that I, I just wonder how many of them get checked out. Right. I, I wonder, too. I wonder, This library kind of saved my life during a period, man, back in uh, 94 or so, 95, 96. I used to live over in Parkway, and I used to walk over here and check books out and spend a lot of time here and read and walk back. And there's a lot of other stuff that probably would have been (laughs) fun to do, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But luckily, I had enough sense to come to the library with it, and luckily, the library was here. But um, going back to that, to the the Kwanzaa deal, um, tell people, um, give people the elevator speech on why they should come. Sounds like you're. (laughs) (laughs) why should they come basically to get to know who you are where you come from Um, we all come from kings and queens amen okay we're not slaves we've been enslaved and that's a fact Um, I referred to Al Sharpton previously you know we're not thugs we're not hoodlums Mm -hmm. We're not thieves. We have the potential to be whatever we want to be. Uh, but we have to take it upon ourselves to work towards that. It's going to take work. Nothing is given to you. Nothing worth having in this life is given to you. You have to work for it. And Kwanzaa stresses those principles. Um, unity. I'm going to steal a phrase from the, from the business area, networking. Mm-hmm. Because my brother referred to it before. We get to know what each other can do. Yes, sir. You know, he said you're a spoken word. We didn't know that before we came here. Right. <laughs> but trust me, we're going to recruit you for Kwanzaa. <laughs> but you get to know what yes, your neighbors can do. What they, and and uh, just like business, you have to know somebody. You may have to know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody. Mm-hmm. That doesn't only work in business. That works in the community. That works in family. Uh, 
you may have a third cousin down the road who's a pediatric nurse, doctor, mm -hmm. who can help you with a child who's extremely ill. You never know. Mm -hmm. You never know. I, I'd like to, um, before we, we close today, I'd like to in initiate a challenge to everyone that's listening to this podcast today. Um, we are embarking on an opportunity that has the ability to revolutionize our destiny. And I, I like to challenge individuals to come to the Kwanzaa celebration with an open spirit, an open mind, um, leave all prejudice, all um, resentment, animosity, leave it home. Come being ready to receive. And I, I also would like to challenge individuals to go and pull up readings or either speeches from Dr. Warren Harper, black psychologist, race man, that is able to galvanize what we are talking about, the Kwanzaa principles, and how we can apply those principles in our everyday lives to create a better, fulfilled destiny. Mm. Well, that right there, ladies and gentlemen, um, you heard the challenge. And now, let us see if you are up to the challenge. I know the uh, Focus Lubbock team is up to the challenge. We'll be out there at the uh, Kwanzaa Celebration. That's going to be on Saturday, February 3rd. Uh, it's going to be from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. And it's at May Simmons. So uh, you, didn't, you didn't even have to extend that challenge to us. We was already gone. You know, we, <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> We see challenges and run to them sometimes. Mm -hmm. Hey, let's go over there. <laughs> but uh, for anybody out there that's checking us out and under the sound of my voice, as they say in church, man, we encourage y'all to peep out this event. I think it's going to be real cool. I think it's going to be a feeling of family. That's one of the things that I've been noticing since I've been back in Lubbock for about two years now is everything we go to. It seems like it's a laid back, familial, chill atmosphere where it don't seem to be no egos. It don't seem to be a lot of nonsense. And everybody seems to be uh, kind of on the same page as far as just having a good time, imparting a little knowledge and making it do what it do, as they used to say. So, yeah, we, we challenge y'all. Get on out there to this Kwanzaa celebration. Again, that's Saturday, February 3rd, uh, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. at May Simmons. Thank you all for tuning in to the Focus LBK podcast. And as usual, we want to thank our guests. Thank our guests. Thank, thank you for having us. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Indeed. It's been a pleasure. And hopefully we'll do it again next time y'all have something else going on. Like Bill and Sydney. Let's do it again. <laughs> Let's do it in the morning. <laughs> That's the joke on the podcast. The cat that can't sing, me always got to sing. You say a song, I'm going to sing it, boy. I'm going to mess it all up. But anyway, let me stop before I, I damage y'all eardrums. Y'all take it easy, LPK. All right. Peace. Peace.